Well, hello and welcome to the Archaeology News. Yes, it's myself again, David Connolly. You'd be wondering where I am. Well, here I am. This news, of course, has been brought to you in partnership between Stone Pages and the British Archaeological Jobs and Resources website, along with Past Horizons, and all stories have been collected from various sources. Now, to view details in each story, including the source, you'll have to see the Stone Pages website at news.stonepages.com. Sorry for any sort of strange sound in my voice just now, but unfortunately, unbelievably, um, I managed to crack a tooth in half while eating cheese. Yes, you heard me right. That's how soft my teeth are. Maybe it's about time to put me out to pasture. Anyway, I've got a lovely story about an amazing place that still has so much to offer. So much, yes, indeed, Malta really needs to have a lot more research, a lot more money and a lot more survey done to it. It's, yeah, these old things, money and excavation, as well as perhaps a little bit more money. Anyway, let's have a look at the temple culture on Malta. So around one and a half millennia before development of a complex culture of temple building, which lasted itself for just over a millennia, settlers arrived on Malta from Sicily, bringing agriculture and domestic animals, quickly, unfortunately, deforesting the entire island. The temple period civilization built the oldest freestanding stone structures in the world, covering the islands of Malta and Gozo, with over 30 temple complexes during their 1,100-year history, and leaving extensive evidence of complex ritual um, in these places. Uh, I've been there myself and it is quite awe-inspiring to stand within these ritual spaces. The artwork flourished and hundreds of statues have been discovered uh, throughout the island. Around 15% of them, the infamous or famous fat ladies, while the other 85% are phallic and androgynous symbols. Studies so far suggest the temple building culture did not suffer from any obvious disease or any lack of food or even invasion. The culture simply began, existed, and then ended. Professor Anthony Bonanno of the University of Malta Department of Classics and Archaeology explained, we just can't find a successor. What happened to them? At a 1985 conference on fertility cults in the Mediterranean, I wish I'd been there, amateur archaeologist Joseph Tabon showed how he thought he had rediscovered the ancient uh, Jagra stone circle, immortalised by the early 19th century watercolour painting by Charles de Brocktorf. Amazed by the revelation, world-leading archaeologist himself, Colin Renfrew, agreed to organise a dig, and in 1987, the British were back and digging alongside a Maltese team. Seven years later, they'd revealed a natural underground chamber enhanced by megalithic monuments that was used for about 1,500 years until 2,500 BCE. An extensive underground burial complex revealing a civilization whose complexity was really not expected. The burial practices changed over time, cosmologies in a transition, as we would say, or I would say now that I've just come back from a theoretical archaeological conference, where in fact I spent my entire time in a session, cosmologies in transition. It starts actually with rock-cut natural caves housing family units, one generation on top of another. After this, the temple period flourishes. Caverns are extended and subdivided into rooms with many more enclosed spaces for burials, grave gifts transforming themselves into the famous fat ladies. Analysis of skeletal remains shows that they were incredibly healthy. However, trace elements left by eating copious amounts of fish or seafood are strangely absent. Land snails seem to have been a preferred delicacy. 
so much to learn from the society that flourished in almost isolation, but also formed the basis for what we call megalithic cultures across Europe. Now, you may have spotted that I um, didn't list all the stories that uh, we're going to be talked about in this session and you've already probably noticed that I've been a bit absent since October lots and lots of stuff for me to do and this is not really the end of the news many of you will have uh, been keeping up with what I've been up to working and more working lists of conferences and papers and articles and trying to get all that done getting out and dig as well doing a bit of community They've been taking up so much of my time, and the great success story, for myself at least, has been helping to drive the archaeological skills passport, and I'm spending much more time helping to create the skills and training framework for a new generation of archaeologists, at least in the UK. Has it really been 10 years? 10 years. So yes, um, 10 years uh, I've been doing this podcast along with uh, Diego's Stone Pages. It has always been a pleasure, honestly, especially when I get emails and messages from people. That's you out there. Yes, you. Whether it's to correct my absolutely appalling Chinese pronunciation or just to say hello, you've missed me. I also know that many of you have loved listening to this while you're traveling um, or even going to work. And you'll sit back with a cup of tea or a coffee or even a wine and uh, enjoy the podcast. I can almost picture you doing it on a very comfy chair, I'm sure it is. In, a, in your own way, you've also always been keeping up with the latest yeah, Stonehenge story of the week. Now, I could get emotional, uh, but of course, I'm an archaeologist. So when I leave a site, when I say goodbye to people, you never say goodbye. Sometimes you just walked away. For In this life and in this job in archaeology, you just never know when you'll see these people again. And saying goodbye is just a hideously final thing to do. So, I'm going to say to you, fare thee well. And my thanks and appreciation, of course, goes to Diego for allowing my rambles to go on so long. And to soundman Dave Horrocks for turning my voice into the smooth Sean Connery one that is now fit for public consumption. I know a lot of you actually tune in specifically to hear my smooth Scottish voice. So don't forget that uh, you can always keep up with Stone Pages at news.stonepages.com. And Diego is hoping to get a new presenter to take over this rather worn and battered chair and continue the Stone Pages Archaeology News Podcast. So it just goes for me to say... Thank you so much for listening to the Archaeology News over the past 10 years. I've been David Connolly, and you've been great. Farewell. Farewell.